0: Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-six of my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest. It is Monday, fourteenth of December, two thousand and twenty, uh, and today, new you know, new day of the week. It's time to get my ass in gear and get stuff happening. And I just didn't get my ass in gear. Um, if you've listened to podcasts in the last like four or five days, then you'll know that I'm I'm, I'm struggling to just get going at the moment i'm struggling to just not even motivate myself i feel motivated but i'm just struggling to to get started to begin um and what didn't help in a very nice way but what didn't help today is it was really after about a week of rain it was really nice weather really warm sunshine so at lunchtime I sat outside and had lunch outside you know take advantage while you can it's probably like 16 18 degrees in the sun and um and that was wonderful, but really, I, you know, didn't make me want to move from the little sun trap. And then the kids were playing very happily together inside the house. Sim was sat with me outside. We were talking. It was nice to have quiet time to talk. So as a consequence, it just took me a while to kind of really force, physically force myself to get up and go and try and do some work. And then when I did, I found that um, I started on the next song for the album, A Blind Eye to Love. Uh, This particular song is called, um, uh, what is this song called? I'm So Grateful For You. And it's a a really simple, it's a really simple track. And it starts with just a simple piano, the vocal, and then bit by bit, a couple of extra instruments come in, but not very much. And um, I was playing around, like, do I add strings in it? You could definitely have orchestral. It's kind of a bit of a, it's a ballad. So, you know, you could definitely have. And in the end, I thought, you know what? Just simple, really simple is, is, I think, probably going to be right for that song. And I'll probably stick it in the middle of the album. So it's like a, um, you know, like almost like when you had the old vinyls and then you turn over to the other side and you'd have a track that ends the first side kind of thing. That's what I think I'll do. But when I went to export it, I'll do stuff with it. Cubase, my music recording software crashed. And it's been happening a lot in the last month or so. And it's basically down to a plugin that I use for guitar sounds. And I use it a lot. And I don't want to not use it because it's really good, but it seems to be crashing Cubase and it's really doing my freaking in. So basically, I spent however long I spent not being able to actually do anything because of this damn plug-in conflict, whatever. And then after that, um, I don't even know what I did. My day just seemed to go. I then did some work for a client for Audience Ninja, um, you know, dealt with a few emails, a few little admin bits. But basically, that was my working afternoon gone. I guess I must have started late and then... Um, that's that. And obviously, if I want to actually get anywhere and achieve anything again, a few days ago on the podcast, I was talking about how I'm feeling like I'm in a um, groundhog day and I'm operating in a vacuum and it's just me and i'm not really getting anywhere and i'm not making an impact and it's not satisfying because i'm not seeing any kind of real momentum real movement and of course if i've days like today which is entirely my own fault then i'm not gonna see any you know momentum or whatever so i need to kind of get myself my head around that and, and move on and it's easy to go oh well you know it's december it's christmas and i'm i'm gearing down for christmas and maybe that's the truth. Maybe I should be gearing down for Christmas. I don't know. Maybe I should be taking my foot off the gas, but I never feel like I've had my foot enough on the gas. So to take my foot off the gas seems like a cop-out. Maybe that's an accurate reflection or maybe that's totally inaccurate and I can't see the wood for the trees. I don't know. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. So um on a working flex, you know, that was that. Outside of the work... It was really pleasant to sit in the sun. I really enjoyed it. Um And um I also had a big bonus this evening. I put the kids to bed and Leonardo was, uh, he rolled over onto me while I was reading stories. He's like, daddy. I said, yeah. He said, can I lie on you? I was like, yeah, yeah. So I put my arm out and he rolled onto my chest and then he fell asleep on my chest. And that was, uh, that was awesome. So, you know, rough with the smooth and all that, but that's, um you know, that's put me in a very good mood. Excuse me one second. <coughs> what also put me in a very good mood is uh, what now seems to be no pressure, dude, but seems to be a weekly question from one of my wonderful listeners, Roy. And uh, it's always I, l- I love hearing him talk, actually. He's got such a good voice for radio. Um, and uh, no, I love hearing Roy talk. And he's got a question for me. So I'm going to pass over
1: to Roy. Hello, hello, Romeo. It's Roy again. Thank you so much for your amazing answer last week. That was a really deep and enthralling episode that you recorded there. And yes, I listened to all three hours of it and loved every second. My question for you this week is about your plans for 2021. There's a YouTuber I follow named Damien Keyes who talks about the importance of the calendar, how you should plan specific dates for the tentpole events, like releasing a song. Then around that, you will plan the rehearsals, maybe the photo shoots or any other events you can do to tie in with that. And then the more you fill in the calendar, the easier it is to get momentum going and get things happening. And the easier it is to post to social media because you don't have to think about what to post. You just share what you're doing. So my question is, how far ahead have you planned and how specifically have you planned into 2021? Are there exact dates for certain things or is it a little more play it by ear? Thanks again. Take care.
0: So, Roy, thank you very much for another really really insightful uh, question really really good question and um also thank you not just for listening but to listening for listening to all three hours of my explanation of my last uh, of the last question you gave me um i do apologize i think i rambled on for about half an hour or more on that episode um so thank you for listening <laughs> to all of that bro i appreciate that um, so planning, 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 planning. Um, the dude, I can't remember his name. You just said Damien Keats keys or something like that. Um, you know, he's, he's absolutely spot on. There's a, a great quote that I think is attributed to Abraham Lincoln, which is um, if I can get it right. If I had seven hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first six hours sharpening my axe, um, basically saying preparation you know, prepare, 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 you know, and there's all sorts of phrases along that same line, you know, what is it? Measure twice, cut once, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, And there's actually um, a guy, a marketing guy who I follow, who I think is, is absolutely the the, don, you know, the, the the Don. He's a guy called Daniel Priestley. He's written a few books and um, he will talk about in the books, exactly the same thing, you know, calendars, um, planning things out like that. He talks generally, I think like three months uh, blocks and things like that. So there's all sorts of different systems and ways of doing it. But the bottom line is, if you plan something out in theory, then you're going to have a better result. And the th- I say in theory, because the theory is absolutely sound. For me personally, and again, this might be a cop out, but kind of reflecting on what I was saying earlier before the question, um, you know, what we should do and what we do do are often two very different things. And just because we know that we should be doing something, it doesn't mean that we're going to do it. And funny enough, lunchtime today, sitting outside with Simona, one of the things that we were talking about was that we used to every year um, have a kind of review and planning session and well sessions over Christmas each year and we'd come up with goals that we want to do the next year and ideas and blah 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 and pretty much every year without going into too much detail of them we achieved them and then that fell by the wayside a bit when we had kids and so the caveat that I'll put on a lot of these this great advice is um the you know, it's how you spend your time and when you have kids often, and this isn't um like an excuse because there are plenty of people who have kids and still achieve everything, but how you spend your time um, and how you plan stuff doesn't always go according to plan because obviously your time is not your own anymore. So obviously um, <clears throat> if you, you know, if you're able to just go, I can wake up in the morning and my time is my, my own until I go back to sleep in the evening, then it's a lot easier, I think, to plan out your day, to plan out your weeks, your months, and actually stick to the plan. And that's the crucial part. So you can spend all the time planning, but it's the execution. That's the, that's the challenging part. So, um, you know, for me, my plan's for 2021. Um, I'm, I've been trying over the last my life but certainly over the last few months and i feel i've started to succeed but i've been trying to really simplify and get back to uh, my art so uh, a while a while ago i had the idea nothing you know new about it but i wanted to try and be a lot more project focus um Take one project on, smash that project and then go on to another project rather than trying to do too many things concurrently. I haven't succeeded. I still have too many concurrent things. But from an artistic point of view, my plan was, you know, ideally I would do an album a year and a book or screenplay a year. And it would be like, okay, I would do, um, you know, three months, four months on one, have a break and then three, four months on the other one, have a break and then rotate um, with other little things smuttered in there. And the big problem with that potentially is, of course, you still need income. You still need to live. So if those projects are paying straight up, then brilliant. But if they are projects where you're building an asset that may take years before it grows into something that's going to pay, then obviously you need a way to pay the bills in the meantime. And that exact idea, that exact thinking is what led me down the path of starting business and um that was great but then I got too involved in business and too involved in doing that kind of stuff which took me away from my art which is what I really wanted to do fast forward to the beginning of this year February time and we'd gotten to the point where business was really really good the UK open mics were working really really well in fact in a huge part thanks to you Roy so anybody's listening um Roy was a, a huge help in growing the open mics from just me to actually having a team uh Roy was um Uh, one of the hosts and I would dare say far more than a host for UK Open Mic and was training other people and was just running the show, basically. Um, So thank you very much for that, Roy, because that made a huge difference. Um, So fast forward to beginning of this year and the Open Mic's working really well. We had a team, about six people on the team. And everything was going great. And what it meant is I didn't have to worry about the money side of things. So it was like, right, now we can focus on this project. Finally, these kind of project ideas. And then coronavirus hit, all the pubs closed, UK Open Mike stopped and all our income dried up. So the last bunch of months I've been thinking more, you know, had been thinking more about, OK, we need to replace this income, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm determined to do for 2021, and as I always do, I'm rambling on tangents but you know me and that's how I do things but I'm trying to get back to the the question so I'm really really focusing and and dedicated to focusing my time on these projects so just again at lunchtime I was talking to Simona about exactly these things and we were saying let's make our plans and projects for next year so I personally I intend to finish my album A Blind Eye to Love Um, I wanted to finish it before the end of the year, it's going to be tight, so I think it's going to be in January, but it will be finished in January. Um, finished as far as the recording's concerned, as far as my input into it's concerned. Then I need to get it mixed and whatnot. Um, but that's, you know, that's part of the course. I also want to, and, and will, probably as soon as I finish the album, um, finish the second draft and hopefully the f- more or less final draft of my first screenplay. And then, depending on how long that takes me, which really shouldn't take me very long. Um, I want to then do another writing project, either a novel or another screenplay. Um, and then when I've done that, then it'll be back into the next album kind of thing. That's the rough idea. So in terms of release and schedules and tempo, um, and then you know exactly when you're going to do the photo shoot, and you're, the th- I think theoretically it's a brilliant idea. And, I would like to say, oh, yes, I would do that. But the truth is, uh, I'm really not going to because I would end up making a plan and spending, you know, a lot of time making the plan and getting everything right in my head. And then when it comes to execute, something would happen. You know, my time would be pushed somewhere else. You know, another project, you you know, for me personally, World Schooling Hub, uh, maybe that needs a bit extra time. In fact, that's one of the things I did today was um, try and get a developer on board to just finish the last bit that I need done um, so that I can properly relaunch it how I want to relaunch it. Um, there'll be, you know, time with family. We want to travel, there are all sorts of things, um, projects, this, that, the other. So I just know that for me personally, that hasn't worked in the past. Not to say it won't work in the future, But 2021 is too soon, I think, for me to make that work. I think until the kids are more grown up and we're more stable in our um, ability to use our own time. um, I just don't think that granularly going in and uh, deciding on this day and this date and blah, 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 it's going to work. If you've got a team and you need to coordinate everything, then 100% you're going to need to have this kind of calendar set up. Um, So I think the theory is great. I think the practical application of it is quite challenging if you're methodical if you've got time as a person to do that kind of stuff then and follow it through then do it because it'll, it'll help you kind of know where you are where you're at for me I've got the other thing is I've got a different way an idea of how I want to release stuff so that colors how I'm going to do things to a degree so my intention is to have The latest album, which at the moment will be A Blind Eye to Love, released in the lab for my members club. And then once that's released in the lab, my previous album will be released as an experience. So at the moment, Grip the Sky Experience, GripTheSky.com was my last release, my EP. Um, So that would be like the experience. And then the previous release before that, which is an album, my first EP called um, They Come and Go Like Rain, that will be on Spotify. And the the idea is to create a conveyor belt whereby as I do a new album, that new album goes into the lab. The previous album that was in the lab goes into an experience for public consumption. And then the album that was in the experience goes on to Spotify for more public consumption. And again, I'll probably window release that Spotify. So what I mean by that is um, I release one track every month or every two months. If it's you know if it's a, an EP, then six tracks, then I release one track every two months. If it's an LP, say 12 tracks, then one track a month. And then so that there's always kind of something constantly happening. And that's been my plan for a few years, but I haven't done the legwork to create the music in the first place and the recordings to um, have enough material to build each stage of that conveyor belt so that's one of the reasons why it's so imperative to me to finish a blind eye to love soon so that i can have those three albums albeit um you know that i've already released two of them uh you know um grip the sky and um they come and go like rain so once i've got all that material then i can start with the marketing the promotion of it um and then maybe then i'll be a bit more Um, methodical and calendar led about how I'm doing stuff, you know, okay, every month it's going to be this, which means that two weeks before that I need to do this. But yeah, in practical terms, I just know what I'm like and the way I'm working. And um, I personally find it very difficult to actually fulfill that plan. But then, you know, that's quite possibly my personal weakness, you know, is sticking to the timing, sticking to the plan. And one of the things I've been saying over the last few days of the podcast over the last week or so um, is this feeling of this challenge I'm feeling by working in a vacuum and working on my own and working solo and when you're in a team then it's I think a lot I won't say easier but it's it's more probable that one sticks to a schedule that one sticks to a plan and equally one needs to have a plan for the team so they know they're all focused on the same thing at the same time and so being a kind of Solo agent makes it a lot easier to just completely skip timings and go, well, you know, didn't have it done for today when I should have done, but I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, well, it slipped into next week. Oh, okay, fine. I'll do it next month. And so I can definitely be more cavalier because I'm not under pressure from other people to deliver at certain time points. And maybe that's uh, to the detriment of me achieving, you know, what I want to achieve. So there are pros and cons to both sides. Um, but... Yeah, if you can do it, do it. I personally struggle to and don't think I will be in 2021. So what does 2021 hold? Well, yeah, I haven't decided entirely, but certainly A Blind Eye to Love is finished. I will do a second full-length album in 2021. Um, It will not take me the years that A Blind Eye to Love has taken me because I won't let it. Um, One, I'm determined not to, but two, I'm... I'm st- I'm really starting to understand my equipment and my gear and my abilities and um, how best for me to record. Um, I tried I experimented with the blind eye to love, uh, particularly when it comes to the drums. I use this drum pedal. I also tried to batch it. I tried to do all the parts in order for all of the songs and then go through it again for another pass of all of the songs. In next year I'm just going to do one song at a time, get it done, get it finished, and try and get it finished within the first couple of days of starting it. Um, I'm perfectly capable of doing it. Um, so, you know, and I'm, I know my way around Cubase a bit more now and around the tools I've got, so I don't think it will be anywhere near the struggle that A Blind Eye to Love has been um, in creating my next album. So I'll definitely do my next album next year. Um, and as I say, a significant writing project after my first screenplay um, that'll definitely be coming next year possibly even a novel and a screenplay I'll have to see how I go when I when I sat down to write that first screenplay um, again preparation to go back to what I said at the beginning I'd spent a fair bit of brain power and this is actually the part I really love on plotting so I had my story and you know, plotting is how I'm going to lay out that story and coming up with the the challenges for the protagonist um, and amping up the um, the ante, you know, bit by bit. And I really enjoy that. That's where I think, if I, if I have any skill, that's where I think it excels in that area. Um, is you know, is finding plot holes and filling them and trying to make things as watertight as possible. Point being, once you've done all of that and then you've planned it out pretty much to the scene. <coughs> then you know exactly what your scenes need to do. Then it's just, they're kind of a lot easier to write because you're not rambling. Conversely, years ago, I started trying to write a couple of books and I wrote, I think three novels and probably got about, you know, six, 40 to 60,000 words into each one of them. But I didn't have the, I didn't do the preparation. I didn't plan out exactly what's happening. I just kind of winged it. And as a result, they meandered and didn't really go anywhere. And I never finished them. So the preparation is hundred percent, the key, um, in that sense, you know, with the songwriter, with uh, the noveling, So I'm um, pretty sure that once I've done that part of it, which is the fun part and doesn't take too long, uh, and some of these ideas have been gesticulating, uh, gesticulate, percolating, I should say, for years, you know, 10, 20 years, some of them. So I've had some time to kind of work out some of the, iron out some of the flaws. Um, so I think it's perfectly possible for me to do one or two of those bigger projects next year, the writing projects. Um, I have my calendar at the end of the year. One of the other things I'm planning to do next year is release photography um, with more regularity. So not just do a calendar at the end of the year of my landscape photography, but uh, release uh, photos throughout the year. Um, You know, how that, how I do that, I'm not, well, I know how I do that, but, um, you know, that's uh, something which you know, hopefully won't take too long. Again, my skills with Lightroom to be able to edit the photos has improved a bit. I'm a bit quicker with it. And so, um, I think one of the, now I am rambling, but hey, that's me. One of the things that I've finally, I feel I'm finally starting to embrace, um, is not making things perfect is going for speed over perfect, you know, going for, um, you know, just get it done and get it out. Seth Godin is a very famous, well-known, almost godfather of marketing or modern marketing. And he's got this thing about shipping, you know, you just get it out there. And and I agree entirely. And far too many creative people um don't ship, and businesses actually, don't ship product soon enough. They try and make it perfect. They try and keep tweaking it. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. And the problem is um you end up, in fact, like me in, to a degree, um, where you've got all these ideas, but none of them are out because you haven't, you know, you haven't tweaked the first ones enough yet, or whatever, and so you have all this backlog, and you never actually quite get anywhere. Whereas the truth is, you an artist is generally improves by releasing work and improving upon those releases with each subsequent release, and generally, it's quantity more than quality that ends up being the Um, the the thrust of a successful career so if you go back to classical composers the ones who have the most quote-unquote masterpieces are also the ones who had the most pieces full stop and then you bring it forward let's say the Beatles same deal they wrote a ton of songs did a lot of albums and of course they've got masterpieces within them but they got a lot of stuff that's really not that great because quantity over quality fast forward again my favorite artist Prince he released an album pretty much every year from I think about 1978 or something like that an album a year some of those albums were like triple albums and again huge amounts of forgettable tracks on them but quality came out of quantity and I'm really finally starting to uh, I think actually embrace that and I'm really like okay Just get it done. You know, yes, I could do more with this song. Yes, I could do. But you know what? It's holding everything up. So boom. So next year, I'm really focused on moving projects through and out the door. So that's my big um, focus work wise. And then the added bonus, and I don't know whether I'll get to this or not, but um, is one of my big things I want to do is direct films is make films. I have the same passion for doing that as music i just haven't done it anywhere near as much um and so i want to delve into how i can start moving towards making my first feature which will probably be my first screenplay one night in soho which i wrote i picked as my first screenplay specifically because it will be about the lowest budget thing that could do and something which i'd feel very comfortable directing straight off the bat so i kept it locations wise quite light um and cast wise quite small so that you know hopefully it can be done so I don't know whether that would be an independent project whether it would be something with any budget behind it um, I don't know but uh, next year I would like to start making inroads to find out how to move that forward um, not probably for next year but for the following year so yeah those are my projects for next year and again for me I'm not going to tie them down to any particular month or anything like that i'm just going to hit one finish it and that's the key finish it ship it then move on to the next and not allow myself to drift off into another project before i've really completed the um the first one and i i have started that in the last four months um Despite feeling like I'm in a vacuum and I'm not going anywhere, the truth is I did a blind, uh, sorry, I did grip the sky experience. You know, I finished that. I got that out in September. In October, I worked on and got my calendar ready, albeit it took um, a while to actually get it out the door for other reasons. But my 2021 calendar was done in November. I started working on a blind eye to love again. Um, that album and getting that going while still doing my lab posts each week. So there are still other songs that are music that's being done. So, you know, now I think about it, I have made inroads. I have started this process of project out the door, project out the door. So taking the pressure off myself in terms of timings and just keeping my head down and, you know, do it, ship it, move on. Do it, ship it, move on. Of course, they still need the marketing side done. And yes, timings and all that windowing releases will have be a benefit. But um equally, you know, I'm one guy. And as I was saying earlier, there's only so much I can do for the good and for the bad. So we'll see. So once again, Roy, you've asked me a question and I've gone off on one tangent for a long time. If anybody is still with me at this point in the podcast, I thank you massively for listening to me um i hope there's some value to you in listening you know other than just hearing what i'm up to but reflecting on your own situation in your own life you know how can you um avoid some of the mistakes i've made how can you apply some of the principles or ideas or um hopefully you know maybe useful things i might have said or done into what you're doing um are you making the same mistakes as me you know avoid them if you can uh I hope it's useful in that way. Let me know on Twitter at Romeo Crow. Or even better, do what Roy's done and head over to uh, my podcast on Anchor and leave your own question, your own message, your own voice. Let me hear you. And on that wonderful note, thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Toodle pip.